Lillard, long range three, and it's good! At the buzzer, Damian Lillard, are you kidding me? Hello, Blazers fans, and welcome to Rose City Colored Glasses, a Portland Trail Blazers podcast. I am Will, and with me, as always, my co-host, Seth. Cheers, everyone, uh, and happy holidays, by the way. We're in it now. Yeah, this might be... Uh, I don't know if we'll record next Wednesday, but this may be, if, if not our last episode before Christmas, uh, close to it. But definitely our first episode in Hanukkah. Yes. No, yes, we're that's not correct because we, we did our last episode Friday. Anyways, doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. uh, happy holidays to everyone. Um, and yeah, it's almost, I mean, basketball is starting. Like, uh, you know, when we record next week, if we do, like that'll be after the first Blazer game has. Uh, oh, we're going to record. It'll be fun. Okay. I don't uh, have anything to do on the 23rd. Do you? No. I mean, it's, uh, the, the thing about 2020 is I'm not like seeing family except for the yeah. family I live with this year. So it's not like I'm going anywhere. I'm not traveling. Uh, How do you feel about that? So, like, I have different feelings maybe than you, but I'm just curious. Uh, none of our family listens to this podcast, so I think we can be pretty candid. Yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with the the prospect. I mean, first of all, the the COVID thing is is just like that's stress I don't have to deal with. I don't have to deal with the stress of traveling. Uh, there's a lot of like advantages to to sticking around and staying home. Uh, you know, I haven't seen my dad in like almost a year that kind of sucks yeah i would love to see my dad but uh you know go ahead and hang out with the in-laws would be fine it's just you know it's it's okay like i'm I'm pretty pretty fine with staying home and and not arguing about politics with my in-laws that's it's great i mean i guess lucky for you they're your in-laws i'm doing it with my well i mean i would argue politics with my in-laws too but i am with my family as well you'd argue politics with the person at the bus stop <laughs> not well i don't know how big are they i mean if they started it yeah even that yeah you're right like if, <laughs> if they started it i, I can't help myself sometimes because that man i really like being right uh but uh so for me uh we had a perfect thing happened this year and uh i I got married you were there yeah and uh we were we're using that and covid as an excuse to not do anything with the family this year we have slowly over the last two years we got it to where we got to spend christmas day alone together which was great it required a bit of travel to do that to our my hometown and then to go to where her mom and stepdad live now and then back here and it was great uh we made pizza we'd invite friends over that had like you know that don't really have a place to go 
and I, I make the sourdough pizza crust. Like it was great. Like, and, <laughs> and we're gonna probably kind of do something similar to that this year, as long as there's, you know, ample things like, hey, have you? We'll check temps at the door and stuff like that. Maybe have our niece over, but it's it's so cool that I don't have to do anything. I don't have to travel. Yeah, I remember sometimes like like te- like texting you and you're like, yeah, I'm driving to uh, you know driving like across the pass and then driving back to like the valley somewhere to like to meet up with all the family as like your penance for wanting to not be with any family on Christmas. Yeah, uh, it goes to the larger thing of that. I think I feign nostalgia at the very best, <laughs> but I have I don't have a lot of nostalgic streaks in my body. I can think back on fonder times and go, "Oh, that was really nice," but it doesn't affect. Yeah, most of your nostalgia is like West Matthews related, uh, more oh. than more than family holiday related. Oh, Wes. Oh, Wes Matthews. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if we're going to do the Mount Rushmore on this podcast, but uh, or on this episode, I should say, of the podcast. But I have to say, out of like all-time Blazer favorites, like Wes Matthews is up there. He just he has such a good story. Goes undrafted out of Marquette, and then he's guarding Kobe in the Western Conference Finals. What the hell? Like it's the it's a great story. There you go. And then and then we <laughs> sign him for the mid level exception. Everybody thinks we're nuts, and then it looks like oh wow, that was a really good deal at thirty five million for five years. Uh, but yes. There you go. There's one thing I'm nostalgic about. Wes Matthews. My family and our traditions, not so much. Anyways, I suppose we should talk about some basketball uh, besides uh, how much you uh, will continue to sing the praises of Wes Matthews at his time on the Blazers. Um, Speaking of uh, uh, former uh, and current Milwaukee Bucks players, Giannis got paid the largest contract in NBA history. I believe that's what I read. Uh, and I'm just gonna trust that, like, my sources were like the athletic and ESPN and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that, like, the two, like, what I'm pretty sure the two biggest sports journalists enterprises currently, I'm gonna trust that they're all right. Like, I think that's an okay source. I don't think this needs to be peer reviewed. So yeah, Giannis got paid, but was really interesting. And I don't know what you, uh, we've never really talked about team options on contracts versus player options. Um, but one of the cool things is Giannis has a player option for his last year on that uh, extension or on that Supermax. So if it ain't working out, Giannis can bounce. And I don't know if I'm, like thinking as an owner, if I'm spending that level of money, I want it to be a team option, not a player option. But when that player's Giannis, I mean, I'd almost give him a player option, you know, for the last two years, but that's just me. Yeah. Again, I'm always happy when guys get paid. Uh, and Giannis will be, you know, obviously he's, he's set up for, for life, um, which is pretty cool for him. But yeah, I think it'll be, 
it gives him some flexibility on the back end to go get like if he wants to go get a ring. Uh, I think it it does give an incentive to the Bucks to like continue to build around him, uh, try to make a team that that can maybe get over the hump in the in the playoffs. Well, maybe man, the cupboards might be bare financially though. Uh, and also, like I don't like to believe it coming from a small market team and a, just a small market myself. But Milwaukee's a pretty hard sell to spend nine months out of the year at. I think it's a harder. I think it's a harder sell than Portland. I mean, that's Homer bias right there. That's but. Homer bias. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it it really depends. I you know I'm not. They have snow. That's cool. That's one thing we don't have here, really. And when we do have it, the city shuts down. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, hey, no, Giannis got paid. I'm happy for Giannis. It's good for small markets that a talent like Giannis stayed there and didn't go to a bigger market. So that's good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, after that, uh, I mean, it rewrites the Golden State Warriors plan. Thank God. Uh, look, the Western Conference is bad enough without Giannis in it. Uh, so I'm pretty happy as a Blazers fan that he resigned. Also, you know, the, he does avoid the uh, uh, the comment in one of the discords I made. They mentioned that, like, this way we avoid the dark magic of uh, somebody, like, photoshopping him into a, a New York Knicks uniform. So speaking of coaches who uh, do not make uh, adjustments in the playoffs, uh, we're going to move from Coach Bud to Coach Terry Stotts, who uh, had a report come out, I think, just uh, today or yesterday about... It was yesterday, but yeah. ...changing the Blazers' defensive strategy, basically not have the big men drop uh, when there are switches and pick and, pick and rolls and stuff. And yeah. I mean, it's... It's exciting because the last several years have been like pretty rough with that strategy, uh, especially if we don't have the personnel to do it. And it, all of our, our bigs are just always in foul trouble. I mean, that's one of the reasons Hassan was a uh, you know was a bad uh, bad guy for us is because like he's not going to not foul. He could stand in the lane and stop the guy, but he's going to foul him. Uh, oh yeah. You know, Dirk, Rolo, you know, a few guys have been better at it, but uh, Collins, too. Yeah. Uh, Collins, like for the small flashes of brilliance that he's had at center, like he could be interesting. Uh, Zach Lowe had a piece uh, just today, I think, on Collins, and I'm going to paraphrase quite a bit of it. And it's like, yeah, he hasn't really done much considering we drafted him three years ago, 2017, at 10. But the fact that he's seven foot, stupid athletic, has lateral quickness, and he's got a little bit of an offensive game, like you wait for that. Like yeah. if he can if you can bring that all together, that's that's really good. Uh so yeah, he, he's up there. But yeah, with our changing our sorry, changing our defense. I went a little bit off topic, but uh, I like it. I think demonizing Coach Stotts on his defense, I think it's a 50 50. I don't think he's a great defensive coach. 
But I also don't think he's been given the opportunity to build a really great defense. No, uh, he, so, he doesn't have he doesn't have like you know he wasn't handed like Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell or whatever. Like yeah, he's no he's an offensive personnel more than he's ever had defensive personnel, and he just yeah. is like, well, I guess I'm just gonna have to outscore them and try to staunch the bleeding on the other side. Uh, and so in the quick piece, but I knew this before and I might get the years wrong, so I apologize now. Uh, the Blazers have had a top 10 defense uh, two years of his tenure as coach, and he's been a coach for eight years. And it was 14-15, and who was on the team in 14-15? Oh, Nicholas Batum and Wes Matthews with Robin Lopez dropping back as he would. But you also had two really, really good on-ball defenders with Wes Matthews and Nicholas Batum that between the two of them, if you had a double threat, they could guard them well. Uh, you know, shut them down? No, you don't shut down the best offensive players in the NBA. It doesn't happen. You just slow them down. The other time was 16-17, I think. 17-18. Uh, oh, you mean when we got murdered by the New Orleans Pelicans in the first round? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's well, that's what we learned what like real defense looked like. Like we were a top 10 defense that year, but then we saw what real backcourt defense was. And that well, was before it was uh their like their defense was really good. We didn't have an answer when they trapped both Dame and CJ. Yeah, well, that's the first time. And Aminu and Harkless just pricked everything. Oh, yeah. but that was the first year that we had Nurk. So Nurk also helped with that, like helped kind of establish that defense too. Yeah, so. yeah, that was uh, like that's where you see the big difference with Nurk. You go from a you go from a Plumley to uh, Nurkic. That's a big, it's a big that's upgrade. Quite a, quite an upgrade. Uh, so with the new defense, they're going to be more aggressive. They're not going to drop back to their bigs as much. They're not going to force the – they're playing, you know, statistical zone, I guess is the best way to put that is like, okay, they're either going to have to make the three uh, or we're guarding them at the three, we're guarding them at the basket. They're going to have to make the – statistically less advantageous two-point jumper, you know, with uh, outside of the key. That's what the defense was hoping to do. How often they were successful at it is up for debate. Right. Now it looks like, oh, we're actually going to have guys to send that are athletic and good at this. So I, I'm feeling good about it. You know, our preseason game tonight doesn't really reflect how the defense will be because it's preseason. Who cares? Well, oh yeah, it's preseason. It's uh, uh, we gave Dave's cousins some minutes tonight. You know, like it's uh, whatever. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, but if the if they could if the defense thing sticks, you know, because it sounds like it's even simple. Like this uh, newer whatever system has more looks and is less complex for the players, uh, even though it'll be more effort for the players. Like, I don't know. I'm excited to see what it is. You know, Terry, I think, is a great coach. Uh, obviously, and, and, you know, the quotes from El Shea and the piece are pretty funny. Like, the like he's like, yeah, this is 
partly personnel. Like some of it's coasting, some of it's personnel. Like now we've got personnel that can do this, and that's the hope. Uh, yeah. So and Terry, I, again, I, I think you and I have talked about this. Like, I don't know. Outside of Popovich and uh, Spolstra and uh, Carlisle, is there another coach in the NBA you want to go to war with? I mean, Kerr, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's hard. I, lo- I have a hard time judging coaches, but I love Terry. Uh, yeah, so... uh, he doesn't, he's not terrible. Like, you know, <laughs> it's funny. Like, when, when our fandom, like, re you know, was invigorated back in the early or the late aughts. Like, we never had a coach that was, like, really, really bad. Like, No, I mean, we were watching, like, McMillan was fine. But he wasn't, you know, bad. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, Stotts is is a a coach that has consistently pushed the Blazers beyond where they were projected early this season. It's almost like a, a rule, like to a point that, like, some, like, when people are doing projections, they're like, "Well, look, we have the Blazers at ten, but you know, every year we do this, and they end up in the playoffs." So, yeah, yeah. they just shrug their shoulders a little bit. Uh, and the Blazers definitely they don't revert back to the mean of what the mean would be for their potential. They kind of always exceed it. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a sign as good of a sign as any that your coaching is good. Your uh, coaching's pretty good. You got a star player that can, you know, put a team on his back. I don't think Dame will ever get a MVP in the regular season, but if we are lucky enough to make it to the finals, I think he gets a finals MVP. I mean, if if, if we win a championship, that seems oh, like he's the he's, he's, yeah, that seems Unless something crazy happens in the finals. I was going to say, unless CJ does something, like five games of game seven against Denver a year ago. Look, it's a fantasy to imagine winning a championship with this team. But if that fantasy were to come true, the the story that gets written is that Dame gets us there and wins us that title. There's no, I don't see how that story works otherwise. Like there's going to be lots of, fantastic contributions by everyone else on the team, but it's hard for me to imagine the Blazers like, like pushing that trophy up there without Dave being the one who got them to that podium. You know? I think it's a 2004 Pistons plus scenario. <laughs> like, so that was a team effort, right? To win that. I think that that's close to what it would be if the Blazers ever won a championship with this current roster with the exception of like but they had Damian Lillard too like I think that's how it would probably well but that's that's how most things like this are like the uh the pre-Durant Warriors it was like it's Steph and then it's oh it's Clay and Draymond oh and and Iguodala coming off the bench and like that was a great team oh but you also had MVP the Steph best Curry. shooter in the league in right. history and the second best, maybe? Yeah, two of the best shooters uh, on the planet uh, in your backcourt every night. And yeah. uh, also crazy defenders. And yeah, there's those Warriors teams were very good. Uh, there's kind of a Warriors light this year. I feel that that's 
a pretty good assessment of us. It's been a good assessment of us for quite some time. Actually. It really has been. I mean, Dame is, has, has been uh, the Steph Light like, in a lot of ways uh, for a long time. And he's just like the, he, he's the not quite as good, but infinitely cooler version of Steph. Uh, yes. Uh, but also, I do enjoy, like, we talked about this last week, but the, I love the game, recognized game. Oh, yeah. kind of thing that Steph and Dame have going on where Dame's like, yeah, I can make those shots too. But let's not lie. Steph Curry's the best shooter in the history of the NBA, but Dame's like, that's cool. I don't suck though. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you. I'm going to pull up from half court really quick and bury this. But yeah, so I hope the defense works out well. Uh, we'll, we'll try to put a little button on this. So we're not rambling too much. I, we're going to need to see it in not preseason stuff. And I want to see it against the Lakers. I want to see it in, against Denver in a real game. Uh, I, I do want to see it against Utah in a real game. Probably the Bucks, the Heat, and Boston. Those six teams. I'd well, like to see how the defense does against – that's from my hip – naming the most elite teams in the NBA. I Yes, I left the Clippers off, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> and and I have nothing but respect for Cowie Leonard and Paul George's game. Although Paul George has kind of turned into a little bitch, maybe. But... Playoff P? You don't love Playoff P? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked him when he was on the Pacers. Everything he's done since then, I've kind of been like, ah. Yeah. The Oklahoma City, you're playing with Russ. Now we have the two best two-way players in the NBA on the same team, and they probably aren't going to get out of the second round again. You know, you you do actually love to see it. Uh, it's actually pretty fun, even though I wish that the Clippers were more likable than the Lakers. Uh because that's... how is that a, how is that even possible? Like, we still have to hate the Lakers because that's just what we have to do as Blazers fans. It's in the contract. Like, I'm sorry, it really is. It's like, oh, you were born here and you're gonna like basketball and you're gonna love the Blazers. Okay, you love the Blazers or you're gonna be a turncoat Lakers fan. Uh, Kobe Stan, you know, like I want to hit those people with my dick. Okay, no, don't even I, don't even I, edit that out. That's just fine. Just like, uh, I'm not sure that's like the weapon of choice. No, it's not that big. You're right. I mean, like, <laughs> just like, so we have to get awfully close. <laughs> I guess um, close let's, be fine. let's move. Oh. Since real games are going to be happening soon. Yes. And we can talk about that. We will get a chance to play the Lakers in, uh, in just over a week. Uh, we'll get a chance to play the Jazz. In exactly one week, uh, seven o'clock Wednesday, December twenty third. Uh, I will, I will hopefully be watching it. We can talk about it after the game. Maybe they'll be able to recap it. Seems good. Uh, uh, I'll try to find it. Like I don't have cable, and bars are closed because COVID. Like, uh, how am I going to watch the game if the bars are closed? It's legitimately a question. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's gonna be you know we're gonna play the Jazz on next Wednesday, uh, day after Christmas, uh, playing in Houston, uh, and then 
Monday we'll play the Lakers and you know, whatever the season starts in earnest. I am going to say with this defensive change, because the short nature of the preseason, the short nature of the training camp, if this takes a little while, like I'm, I get it. Like if our defense looks, looks bad as it apparently looked pretty bad tonight from the reports I'm reading, it's, it's not the end of the world. Like this is, this stuff takes time and just the nature of this like shortened preseason is going to, it's going to be, they're going to be doing a lot more developing on the court, you know, playing themselves into shape, playing themselves into form. And like, I can definitely live with that. So whatever, but yeah, real games coming up. We have one more preseason game uh, in Denver on Friday, uh, but then it's the real deal. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it again. They probably shouldn't be doing it, but I'm going to watch it. Oh, yeah. I mean, look. <laughs> okay, it's no secret that we both are fairly politically minded and of a social justice, liberal-minded people. So if we use analogies for politics, whatever, uh, I'm just going to out us right now. Not watching the NBA because it's on, even though you don't necessarily think they should be doing it, is kind of equivalent to I didn't like Joe, I didn't vote for Joe Biden in the primary, so I'm going to sit out the general. Like it, I, I think that those thought processes, while the consequences are quite a bit higher in one situation over the other. I think that mindset is very similar of like, oh, the Blazers shouldn't be doing, or the NBA should be doing this. I'm just not going to watch. And it's like, as you said last week, every other league is doing it. Like, what are they going to do? And they're doing it like worse they're than the NBA is doing it. And look, we all know that the, uh, the players are going to probably get vaccinated reasonably soon. Uh, It'll be high travel. People probably should get it sooner. I mean, yeah. after after truly vulnerable populations get it, like I'm fine with you know our entertainers getting it. Like you know whatever. I I can't I can't feel terrible about that. But yeah, yeah. I'm not going to rob myself of joy uh, because though they probably shouldn't do this. Like yeah. You know, that just like you weren't going to rob yourself of a democracy by sitting out the 2020 election because Biden really wasn't our first pick. No, no, he wasn't. Hell, I can't even say if he was top five. I don't know, man. Like, it's fine. Like, again, it's yeah. fine. Uh, the result is, is similar. And then I'm like, I'm, you know, is it perfect? No, is it okay? Yeah, it's fine. It's great. Yeah. It's much it's better. better than- it's better than the NFL. Yeah, it's better than the alternative, as you said. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, eh, yeah oh, it's better than it's better than college football. Let's put it that. Oh, way. God, college, it better than that. Uh, yeah, it'll be okay. It'll be fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching some some basketball games that count and uh, wearing my blazer gear around Seattle and like getting uh, side eye. It'll be a little bit good times. So that's a question of like, I guess, I mean, I have the answer that like, look, if the Blazers lost their team, 
and Seattle had a team and we were rivals, I wouldn't immediately become a Seattle fan, but it's now been what? God, 12 years. It's just about, I think. Uh, 2007 was their last year there. So yeah, it's been 12 years since the Sonics folded and moved shop to Oklahoma city. You think you'd just kind of get over it at that point. And be like, well, I don't like look until Seattle has a team. Why don't I like the Blazers? This Damian Lillard fellow looks like he's pretty fun to watch. Looks like he's a good character guy. Why don't I go watch that? It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, especially with how close we are. Because there's that old adage of how do you pick a team uh, based on you know, factors like, look, if the team is in your city, you should root for that team. If they're not, you should root for the next closest team. For us, I'm going to use baseball as an analogy. The Mariners are our closest team. They're really close for you right now. Very close. So close. We're not Mariners fans. No. Do you know why? Well... I have enough pain in my life. I'm a Blazers fan. But then I would then posit that perhaps the the, the good people of Seattle, having grown up loving the Mariners, looked looked south when they when their team left and looked at the Blazers and said, "I'm a Mariners fan. I have enough pain in my life." No, this is true. This is true. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, there's just. It's, but we can all celebrate the Seahawks, can't we? Oh God, I almost threw from my mouth saying that. Oh, yeah. There's this is a this is a sports town. I mean, I will say that. Like having lived here for almost a year, this is a very sports town. I've been in bar bathrooms with Sonic stickers, like yeah. new Sonic stickers, like not not like ancient Sonic stickers. Like there's still like Sonic fans. Sonic stickers. Yeah, there's still fans of the Sonics franchise who are just, they're just waiting for a team to come back, you know, yeah. that, that they're, they, even if they're NBA fans, their team leaving didn't change that. They love basketball. It just means that they, they don't really have a team, uh, Not of a country, which is a good feeling. That's my feeling with MLB. I love that feeling. I don't have to care. I can pick a favorite team by, uh, by, uh, division it's so nice pick a favorite team by color scheme i did that with epl but that's because i have no english heritage and the west hampton united uh, football club has a great color scheme they're also the ones that started soccer soccer hooliganism so (laughs) that's pretty fun I, I'm proud to wear that jersey. Sir. Uh, you're proud to to uh, have someone with an accent threaten to fight you uh, on the streets of Portland, Oregon. Not uh, me. I got the jersey. They're going to fight me. They're like, oh, he's one of us. Well, uh, that... I don't know what that was. That was a quick attempt at an English. Oh, he's just... fucking one of us. <laughs> I'm Irish. I'm just channeling Boondock Saints at that one. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, it's like no, nobody's have now, nobody's going to say you're it. one of them with that accent if you're not wearing like the the Irish team shirt. You know, I know yeah. there's plenty of yeah. Anyways, that was great. Thank you for yeah, that. I do what Seth. I can. Uh, 
you just you again you reached into the drawer and you grabbed a British Isles accent, but not particularly the one that would be appropriate for a West Ham fan. Yeah, no, that's fine. This is hey, you know what, listener? This is proof that uh, Seth does not have an English heritage to choose a team by. That's why he chose by color. So yeah, does he did what he said on the tin right there? Uh, yeah, chose by color. Yeah, clearly doesn't have. Uh, I all. Oh, Seth, I listen to, well, I listen to too many podcasts, but I listen to a, an English politics podcast and the the different accents for the different regions of England, not yeah. British Isles, England is pretty incredible how much variability there is. And like, you can hear it if somebody does it, but like, if you just heard them all without that, uh, without any context of yeah, where they're from, just like Brit just doesn't hit. That's just yeah. a Brit. But when this like, oh well, this is a Midlands accent. This is a South London accent. Like, uh. yeah, it's like for me with British, the only uh, gears I can have for an accent, and I have to work at it. So I'm not going to work too hard at it right now. Would be like a highborn kind of royal accent or Cockney. Right, right. You you just shift between Shakespeare and Monty Python. Those are your only oh, yeah. two. Like Shakespeare, Guy Ritchie. Oh, yeah, because you sit there and be like, I do much wonder how one man, seeing how much another man is a fool when he dedicates his behaviors to love. A Turkish. You know, I feed the guy to them pigs, Turkish. You know, yeah, it really, that's, I only have those two gears. Oh... Uh, by the way, listener, if you can name the Shakespeare play that I just did a like five words from, we'll send you a free T-shirt when we start making T-shirts. Don't say that. All right. Well, Seth will buy you a T-shirt, I guess. Buy a T-shirt. <laughs> Hope you like Hanes. Oh, yeah. In the yeah. three-pack. Yeah, the, one of them. Yeah, whatever the, the, tar- the Target uh, store brand of T-shirts. Exactly. Uh, oh, that's great. <laughs> Giving away merch we aren't even making yet. I love it. I think that's that's a sign that we should get get our asses out of here. Uh, I mean, yeah, this was a really low basketball week, uh, listener. Uh, so, and we also recorded on Friday, so there haven't been a lot of... Yeah, not, not a lot of stuff has changed. About. Yeah, I mean, Giannis got paid. Uh, Blazers lost some fake games. Uh, games start next week. There's, there's, there's not a, really not not a lot much. going on. I, I hope you enjoy listening to two friends just BSing uh, with a mild Blazers theme. Yeah, it's a, a Portland Trail Blazers uh, bad British accent podcast. You know, that's that's uh, that's that's the style we're going for right there. God, if that was a niche, we would be rich. Oh, man. We really would. We would be rich. Yeah, the the left leading. A joke podcast about the Portland Trail Blazers. That's that's us. The, um, so, anyways, that's that's our podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, I have another podcast. It's called the List Movie Podcast, where we watch weird movies and uh, make jokes about them. And uh, yeah, until next week, uh, I've been Will. That's been Seth. Seth, say good night. Not everybody. Uh, get your vaccination for COVID nineteen if you can do it, and remember to keep washing your hands. Public Amen. Health service. Let's go, Blazers! Thank you.